everybody. We are Joe and Rachel Tenney. We're friends of Kevin, and he's kindly given us a chance to share with you what we are doing with our podcast, Control Free Christianity. Sometimes good and beautiful things like the Bible, church, even teachings about God himself are misused. People can use these things of God to control, manipulate, and abuse others. What should bring freedom in life end up bringing bondage? How do we work through things like spiritual abuse, narcissism in the church, and overbearing authority? Join Rachel and I as we podcast most weeks as we share what has brought us and so many other people freedom in Jesus. We would love to have you join us. You can find us by searching for Control Freak Christianity on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform, or you can head to controlfreakchristianity.com. See you there. You're listening to the serialized preview of The Many Phases of Lily Andrews, Phase 4, Artificial, written and read by Kevin Morris. To unlock the full ad-free version of this audiobook as it airs, head over and support the project on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash lilyandrews. That's Lily spelled L-I-L-Y. If you haven't yet listened to the original three short stories, Phases 1 through 3, they are available on Audible. The link is in the show notes. To learn more, visit theminiphasesoflilyandrews.com. Thanks for listening. Chapter 14. The Shaded Swings Aiden's reaction to liquid sunlight plagued Lily for the rest of the weekend. She forced herself to push the whole ordeal from her mind until she saw the boy on Monday. She resolved to pull him aside at recess and pick his brain. Lily's parents did not come back until late Sunday afternoon, so the kids attended Papaw and Bomba's church that weekend. This was one of the only downsides to staying with their grandparents. The small congregation, consisting almost solely of members over 60 years of age, had established an even more formal environment than Lily's own church, which was already fairly old-fashioned. She and Miles pretty much had to wear their Easter attire, the nicest clothes they had. The only consolation was that Papaw always seemed as miserable in his Sunday clothes as they did, always claiming that his tie was trying to strangle him. When she woke up in her own bed the following Monday, her mother, more relaxed than the kids had seen her since her last vacation, summoned Lily downstairs to relay a message. William's mom had stopped by to give her William's completed assignments and asked if she would turn them in, as well as collect any new homework at the end of the day. Apparently, he had caught Veronica's stomach bug and would be unable to attend school. Lily felt sorry for him. He had one of the few common illnesses that made going to school preferable. To her, throwing up was one of the worst human experiences. Ew, Lily, I'm eating, Emmy squealed at lunch as William's absence was explained to the group. It's not like I'm describing it in detail or anything, Lily countered. At least you can keep your food down, Callan commented, pointing her fork at Emmy. If William were here, he'd chuck it up all over the table. It'd probably get all over our food, too. Stop it, Emmy protested, throwing a fry at the girl. Callan laughed, obviously enjoying provoking her friend. Lunch had come slowly. On top of her anxiousness to confront Aiden causing time to pass at a snail's pace, she also lacked her cousin's company during the first half of the day, which was often the only thing that made it bearable. I hope he gets better soon, Aiden stated, taking a final swig from his milk carton and standing up. When he rose from his seat, he appeared more like he was pretending to be a zombie rising from its grave. In fact, he had not seemed very cohesive at all today. 
You're done already? Lily asked him. Yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll see you outside. You're not going to blow chunks too, are you? Callan jested. Callan, Emmy scolded. What? It's just a question. A disgusting one. The three stared at Aiden for a moment, actually considering that he might be feeling queasy. I'm fine, he announced. I'm just going to the bathroom. Want me to be more specific? It seemed he could be snarky too when the situation called for it. It was good to see the boy could still hold his own in their group without William to back him up. That's not necessary, Lily acknowledged, waving him away. The girls returned to their food and ate in silence for the next few minutes. Finally, Callan spoke up. So, what's Aiden's house like? The question was definitely directed at Lily. Emmy must have told the girl about the homework mishap. It was all right, Lily responded blandly. Seriously, that's all I get? What, did you two smooch or something? Of course not, Emmy stuck up for her. It's not like she went by herself. William was there too. Lily had not expected her friend to intervene. Perhaps the girl felt guilty because she had fed Callan the information that was now being used to pick at her best friend. Whoa, cool your jets. Callan put her hands up and surrender. Was everything okay? Emmy then asked Lily, wearing a worried expression. What do you mean okay? It's just, when I called William to get his answers and told him you were about to walk to Aiden's, he made me wait until he called you before he would help me. It just seemed like something was wrong. I thought that was weird too, Lily exclaimed, reassured that she had not been imagining things. He never said anything? No, he just said he wanted to go because he was bored. And he didn't do anything unusual while we were there either. He's crazy, Amy concluded. Did you meet Aiden's parents? Callan asked, trying a new line of questioning. I met his mom. His dad wasn't there. Now that she thought about it, she had never asked Aiden about his father. What was she like? Callan pushed. She was really nice. She smokes a lot, but I liked her anyway. That must be why he smells smoky all the time. Apparently, they had all noticed it and held their tongues, which was particularly impressive for Callan. Yeah, Lily added. I feel kind of bad for him having to smell that all the time. I bet you get used to it, Callan speculated. And nothing weird happened while you were there, Emmy persisted, still hung up on William's behavior. A new sting of rejection hit Lily as the question reminded her of Aiden's refusal. He just gave me his homework. Then we had to leave early because Veronica got sick. There was a sharp pop and the cafeteria lights went out. The room erupted into screams and squeals before settling into noisy chatter. Principal Duncan stood from his chair at the teacher's table, probably about to command the room to settle down. However, before he could speak, the lights sputtered back to life and the student body began to cheer. The man just stood there for a moment before shrugging it off and returning to his seat. Lily wished Aiden would try to be less obvious. What if Emmy or Callan connected his absence to the power outages? But then she reminded herself that it only seemed obvious because she already knew. Piecing everything together would require a way of thinking she doubted either of her friends was accustomed to. I don't guess they're ever going to get the power fixed, Emmy sighed. Lily felt a fresh wave of eagerness wash over her. By now, Aiden was probably on his way out the door to the playground. She wanted nothing more than to talk to him about the previous Saturday. She looked at her friend's lunches. Neither of them seemed anywhere close to being finished. I think I'm going to head outside, she announced, standing up. You're done? You haven't eaten half your lunch, Emmy questioned, sounding a lot like Lily's mom. I'm not that hungry. I'll see you in a few minutes. Can I have the rest of your sandwich then, 
Callan caught Lily before she could slip away. Sure, she answered, trying not to sound as impatient as she felt. Handing over the remains of her ham and Swiss, she began walking briskly towards the exit. Miraculously, she managed to escape with little interrogation. Her friends would eventually want an explanation for why she had rushed off, but at least they had let her do so. After making her way outdoors and letting her eyes adjust to the light of the afternoon sun, she surveyed the playground. Aiden was nowhere in the immediate vicinity. He did not appear to be in his usual spot at the main swing sets either. She took a moment to think. On the side furthest from her stood a huge oak. As she had previously told Aiden, it was the only tree on the playground. This meant that it acted as a kind of landmark. Nearby, just close enough to fall under the shade of the mighty oak, were what the kids referred to as the shaded swings. The name was nothing creative, but at least it was self-explanatory. The single pair of swings was highly coveted and almost impossible to get short of skipping lunch. It was there that she finally spotted her friend. He had actually managed to get outside early enough to occupy one of the swings. Her heart began to race as she noticed that the other swing was still vacant. It could be hers if she hurried. Lily began to run, keeping her sight set on the prize. When she had gotten as far as the small hill halfway there, she froze. While she had been running, Garrett and two of his friends had approached Aiden's swing from behind, unbeknownst to him. Even from this distance, it was clear they had bad intentions. Aiden, look out, she shouted, but her warning came too late. Lily stood there, gripped by shock, and watched as the group of boys pushed Aiden's swing from behind with so much combined force that the poor boy went flying forward. He was launched from his seat midair and landed hard on his stomach. Luckily, he put his hands out in time to catch himself, preventing any serious injuries. The antagonizing group wasted no time getting to their prey. Before Lily had even processed what had just happened, Garrett was delivering a swift kick to Aiden's side, causing the boy to flip over, facing skyward. Then the bully was on top of him. The henchmen each pinned one of Aiden's arms. You think you're so cool, the bully said, removing the boy's sunglasses and flinging them into the distance. Lily began to sprint forward. But before she made it two steps, Garrett sunk his fist into the right side of Aiden's face, causing his entire head to jolt to the left. Both of Lily's hands clasped over her mouth in horror. Garrett shook his punching hand, letting it go limp. The blow had obviously hurt its executioner as well, but it soon became a ready fist again. Gathering her courage, Lily burst into a full-on dash. Aiden! she screamed. This was enough to make her friend's assailant hesitate and glance up. Lily had nearly made it there when Garrett's two goons intercepted her, blocking her path. But she did not stop, hoping her momentum would be enough to break through the obstacle. But she underestimated the combined strength of her opponents. Upon the collision, the two boys managed to seize her by the shoulders and shove her backwards. She let out a yelp as she hit the ground. Your pal William isn't here to protect you today, she heard Garrett jeer at Aiden. The two bodyguards made no further advances as she scrambled upright. She guessed they would leave her be unless she tried to interfere again, which was exactly what she planned on doing. Stay down, one of them shouted at her, sensing this. Lily desperately glanced around the playground, or what little of it she could see from her position. She was pretty sure Mrs. Carla was supposed to be on duty today. Where on earth was she? Aiden was staring straight up at his attacker now. She could see him through the spaces between her guard's legs. There were tears in his eyes, which could have been from pain, fear, or both. But there was something else. His jaw was set in what looked like resolve. 
Of all her friends who had offered their two cents at the fort the previous Wednesday, she wondered whose advice the boy had decided to take. The bully reared back once more to strike, but the two boys that had been holding Aiden's arms were now blocking Lily, leaving him unrestrained. His hand shot up and caught Garrett's fist on its way down, resulting in a brief struggle. Then Lily's skin began to crawl. At first, she thought the goosebumps were simply a result of fear. But when the sensation became stronger, she remembered her conversation with William on the morning he first learned of Aiden's abilities. The air was resonating around her. Though she did not want to believe it, she knew exactly what was happening. Aiden, she croaked, but that was all she managed. With Aiden's hand still wrapped around Garrett's wrist, the bully's eyes rolled back in his head, and he began to waver. Then his eyes closed slowly, and he toppled over, guided to the side by the grip on his arm, almost like he had been choked out in a wrestling match. Lily's hands instinctively clapped over her mouth again. Seeing the mortal terror on her face, Garrett's bodyguards turned around and attempted to figure out how things had gone so wrong for their friend. What the heck? The one on the left said sharply. Out of my way, Mrs. Carla's voice came from behind. Lily sat numbly in the dirt and watched as the teacher flew past her and dropped to the ground next to the boys. By this time, Aiden had moved away from Garrett's body and was covering his injured eye with his palm. His unobstructed eye was wide and extremely alert. Mrs. Carla checked the unconscious boy's pulse. Lily had to force herself to breathe. Looking up, the teacher's eyes darted frantically from one student to the other. What happened? She yelled to the four of them. Guys, talk to me. What happened? But no one answered her. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Did you know that The Many Faces of Lily Andrews has companion music? There's an eight-song collection called The Apristy EP, written by Kevin Morse, available now on Spotify or wherever you get your music. I tried to write the lyrics in a way that won't spoil the plot, so feel free to listen in any order you like. But my hope is that the songs will mean more after hearing the story. A link to that is available in the show notes. Until next time.